Hello, this is Gabriela Alcantara Pols. You're listening to the third episode of the podcast Zapatos Rojos, Red Shoes. Today, we are going to talk about the origin and Mexican practices of the Day of the Dead. When we think about the Day of the Dead, the image that our mind conjures is that of Frida Kahlo, or of a woman wearing a long ruffled skirt and a crown of braids adorned with flowers, her face painted as a skull. This image is situated at a great distance from the celebration of the Day of the Dead's origin and practice. It's a result of the recent adoption of the Katrina into the Halloween imagery. The Katrina, a cartoon created by Jose Guadalupe Posada circa 1910, is a skeleton of a woman. And we know she's a woman because she's dressed in the turn-of-the-century French fashion, including an imposing hat adorned with silk flowers and exotic feathers. Her clothing contrasts with the fact that she sells roasted chickpeas on a brazier in the capital squares. The chickpeas is not commonly eaten by the working classes in the street. Her attire, stolen from the mansions of hacendados and wealthy families that were invaded by the revolutionary peasants, were distributed, sold, or exchanged among their milieu. These women were called carbanceras. In his engraving, Posada humorously turns them into Catrinas. A Catrin is a dandy, someone rich or pretentious. Posada presents them to us as skeletons, making reference to the tradition of the vanitas, moralizing paintings of the European Baroque, which reminds us that in life, everything is vanity. Underneath our carnal clothing, we all carry a skeleton. We carry death inside us. It reminds us that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. In the end, Catrinas and Garbanceras, regardless of their social status, will end up as skeletons. These Catrinas arrived into the global popular imagery from the 2015 film of the James Bond franchise, Spectre. In one scene, Daniel Craig chases a villain in the company of a seductive Katrina through the historic center of Mexico City in the middle of a parade celebrating the Day of the Dead. This parade never happened in Mexico before this movie, but now almost half a million people join the parade annually. The Katrinas parade eight kilometers from the forest of Chapultepec to the Zócalo in an endless river of colors. The Day of the Dead is not an exclusive property of Mexico. Festivities are celebrated for the ancestors all over the world. The Celts, during Sawain, included skulls and skeletons in their altars and representations of deceased relatives. They also prepared dinner for them. The central concept of the Celtic Sawain, which seems universal, is that there is a moment in the year when the veil that separates the living from the dead is temporarily lifted and we can briefly meet again. The European origin of this festivity dates back to the 11th century in the first monastic cloister Cluny. The abbot decided to establish an annual feast to celebrate the martyrs of the dawn of Christianity when the Roman emperor Diocletian persecuted what he considered to be a subversive sect. After the Roman Catholic Church was incorporated, Pope Boniface IV established the commemoration of All Saints' Day in 610 to be celebrated on May 13. It was not until Pope Gregory III dedicated a chapel to all the saints in 835 
that it was changed to November the 1st in an effort to Christianize Samhain. In Italy, as well as in France, the Day of the Dead has a place in the calendar of Christian celebrations. Halloween or All Hallows' Eve is equivalent to All Saints' Day. On this night, a table is set for the deceased members of the family, who are believed to return to enjoy the festive table laid out for them. The next day, on the Commemorazione dei Difunti, the Day of the Dead, the food becomes food for the living again, either for the family or at some point perhaps it was offered as charity for the poor. Sweets of various kinds appeared as gifts bought for children who had been good on behalf of their deceased relatives. Actually, it was the only day that children were giving something as a gift. Shaddai is observed in India, and in Asia there are variants of these celebrations. It would seem that there's a human impulse to revisit our dead in some way in all cultures. A fundamental difference in these celebrations is that in those arising from the original Sawain, there is a fear of the dead. The purpose of wearing masks is to hide from the spirits and protect oneself from them. In Mexico, the visit of the dead is more benign. They are not feared. It is a family reunion where they are fed and commemorated. Obviously, it's of special interest the way the festivities for All Saints Day were celebrated historically in Spain, because these were imposed on the native celebrations during colonial times. Some Mexican scholars argue that the Mexican Day of the Dead is simply a reproduction of these European traditions, an invention of President Cárdenas in the 1930s. Here, we should mention how little is known of the history of the Mexicans before the arrival of the Spanish. Although the Mexica, the Chichimec ethnic group that migrated from the north to Lake Texcoco in what is now Mexico City, recorded much of their beliefs and practices in their codices, no copies of this exist. Their libraries were burnt and their religious rituals suppressed by the friars in an effort to indoctrinate them into the Catholic faith. There is, however, a more or less reliable source, and that is the Franciscan friar Bernardino de Sagún. And I mentioned that he was a Franciscan because the brand of the Franciscans, so to speak, was gentler and more compassionate than that brought later by the Jesuit and Dominican friars. Sagún recorded as much as he could from the mouths of his Mexican formants just after the fall of Tenochtitlan. His work is singularly the most important source of information on Mexica culture. I should clarify that I call them Mexican, not Aztecs. They did not call themselves Aztecs. Alexander von Humboldt named them Aztecs in the 19th century based on the name of Aztlán, their mythical home of origin. How was All Saints Day celebrated in Spain? The Catholic kings Isabel and Ferdinand of Aragon launched a religious reform. The program aimed to unify religion and politics, and for this, they used the propaganda apparatus of art, and in this way, outlining the state they imagined to be ideal. They financed the convents of the Order of Preachers and used them as militia to implement their religious reformation, including the Inquisition. The Inquisition attacked the problem of the conversos, the Jewish population that had recently converted to Christianity for survival and practiced it in a syncretic way. These tools of suppression and propaganda were a rehearsal for what they would later implement in America with the native population. The Catholic king and queen 
in a magnanimous marketing gesture, had sweets and bread prepared in the shape of small bones, representing the relics of the martyrs and saints. These were distributed among the poor and given to friends and relatives after the mass offered to all the martyrs and saints. Without delving too deeply into the subject, we could say that the Mexican celebrations to commemorate the dead were fertile ground for the spread of Christianity. The celebration of the Day of the Dead in Mexico evolved as a ritual and a holiday that has layer upon layer of meaning and practice. The Mexicas already celebrated the Day of the Dead, not for one day, but for two months. Having been nomadic for 200 years and before settling in Lake Texcoco in 1325, they collected gods and religious practices from other ethnic groups along the way. The Otomi, an ethnic group with an ancient and highly developed culture, were a major influence in the creation of the Mexica identity. Of the Otomi, they include in their pantheon of gods is Papalotl, the obsidian butterfly, who rules over the day of the day, along with Huehueteotl, represented as an old man and who is one of the oldest gods of the Mesoamerican culture. Both are gods of fire. There is a sculpture of Huehueteotl in Mexico City that is dated at 3,000 years old. This is how old the celebration of the dead is in Mexico. These two months of festivals dedicated to the dead were divided into two feasts, the big feast and the small feast, as the Mexicas call them. These two festivals became the festivities of the angelitos, or departed children, and the Day of the Dead during colonial times. The small feast of the dead, named after the offering of flowers to the flower goddess Xochiquetzal, was a celebration for children, especially those who had died at birth. The great Day of the Dead involved the dead by fire of enemy soldiers captured in battle. To feed the gods of the patron saint festivities is Papalotl and Huehueteotl. We know that the celebrations included a man dressed as Otontecutli, who was known as the god of the pines, who had been tied to the top of the pole and was dragged down to be burnt. The pole was made from the trunk of a pine tree in honor of Otontecutli. The body of Otontecutli's avatar was offered to the gods and then ritually distributed to the people to be eaten. This was a communion. The Mexicas believed in the concept that we call transubstantiation, learned from the Otomi. Transubstantiation is exactly the same belief that manifests itself as the holy sacrament of the Catholics. During the colony, these celebrations were completely repressed. It so horrified the Spanish clergymen that they made them disappear from 1321 until the 30s when a movement called Indigenismo or Indigenism arose as a reaction to the Frenchification of the dictator Porfirio Diaz regime and the colonial culture. President Cárdenas declared it a federal national holiday in 1930. We do not know much about the rituals that celebrate the dead practiced in non-speaking rural communities from colonial times until the 20th century. From the 20th century on, Altars have been made in cemeteries, with flowers, food, and music. In some indigenous communities, the food is prepared at the cemetery. The altars offered to the dead can be erected in homes, businesses, or even on the streets and plazas. 
There are variations in the levels or shells of the altars, and some scholars think they reflect the levels of Christian heaven and hell. The Mexica did believe in a celestial hierarchy as well, but it's a controversial subject among researchers. October 28th celebrates those who died tragically or accidentally. October 30th is dedicated to those who died without being baptized and are in limbo. November 1st is for the deceased children, and November 2nd focuses on adults. Today, it's a familiar tradition to create an altar or ofrenda on the day of the dead at home, on the kitchen table, or the carving board in the dining room. The first thing is to set up the portraits of our deceased loved ones. In the altar, we put fruits in small pyramids or bowls, plates of mole with chicken, tortillas, red rice, tamales, sweets and desserts, or the dishes that the deceased prefer when they lived among us. A bread, a pan de muerto, is specially baked for the offering, decorated with small bones and skulls that reminds us of the pastries of Isabel la Católica. Candles are arranged to illuminate their path. In some cases, the candles or cirios, thick candles used in churches and rituals, form a cross to sanctify the space or point to the four cardinal points to illuminate all the paths for the souls. Sometimes the number of candles represents the number of family members expected for the banquet. It is essential to include a glass of water to quench the thirst of the traveler and purify him. A small plate with salt is a protection and an element that helps the dead to connect with the earthly world. A pure alcoholic beverage, such as aguardiente, tequila, or mezcal, is offered at the altar to comfort them after their journey. Sometimes we see combs and small bottles of cologne. A path of cempasúchiles is made to guide our relatives so they don't get lost. Copal is burned in small braziers to chase away unwelcome spirits and purify the space. The altar is decorated with white, yellow, and purple flowers, which have meaning within Christianity, but also for some Mexican ethnic groups. Miniature skulls are made with sugar, with the names of the living written on their foreheads. These are consumed after the altar is removed. A Nahua expression says, We eat the earth, and the earth eats us. After this gruesome journey through time to glimpse into the origin of these festivities, it fills my heart that a pagan practice mixed with the propaganda of colonialism and the incomprehensible Mexica rituals have traveled through time and finds us in this place, where communion is not only between the living and the dead, but between those of us who live in different cultures. Feliz Dia de los Muertos! Until the next one, I bid you farewell, Gabriel Alcantara Pols. We are very interested in your comments. Please leave them at Holyoke Media. Edited and published by Johan Rashi Vega and music by Moonhooch. <laughs>